We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. In weekly prizes, mid-season prizes, and then a $5,000 grand prize winner. So here's how you get in. First, you got to download the SharpSide app. We have it available for free for both iOS and Android. Once you get registered, then you go into the app and you start swiping your favorite totals and spreads in NFL games. We'll have weekly and season-long leaderboards right in the SharpSide app so you can see how you stack up versus the competition. Remember, the most units won each week will win the weekly prize, and the most units won over the course of the entire season will win that $5,000 grand prize and be the best handicapper for this NFL season on the SharpSide app. So check it out. Free to play. It's the Pro Football Handicapping Challenge presented by Vegas Insider, all on the SharpSide app.
What is up, Grinders? Vegas Insiders, is that what we call them, Kevin? That's the people that follow you, just Vegas Insiders. Uh, this is called li Lines and Lineups. No, yeah, Lines and Lineups. I only said it 40 times before the show started. Okay, so the guy without the hair is Dan Bach. The guy with the hair is Kevin Rogers. And I am holding Kushner. And I am so excited to be doing this show because I have a passion for DFS and sports betting. Uh, Dan is better than me at DFS. Kevin is better than me at sports betting. So we're all going to learn a little something. We're going to talk about four, maybe five games. How about we do five games today? We'll break them down from a sports betting angle and a DFS angle. Uh, let's just start with you, Kevin. First of all, first time we've seen each other in person in about 15 years. We used to work together in Kansas City. I'll call Kevin K. Raj just because I forget his name sometimes. Um, tell us a little bit about Vegas Insider because we're all under the better collective umbrella now. Yeah, Holden, good to see you again. And like I told you before the show, you look exactly the same as you did 15 years ago. You haven't aged a bit. And Dan, good to see you again as well. That uh, Vegas Insider, for the last 20 years, that we have been the global leader in sports information and really a lot of great things that we do here. And obviously now that DFS has become very popular and sports gambling is now becoming a little more mainstream, that we don't have to be secretive about it, that we see it in all the networks, everyone's talking about it. We're the source that we have all the live odds. We have breakdowns in not only football, but also basketball and baseball and UFC and golf and, and all those other sports as well but really just a, a busy time of year with the NFL and with college underway. And we have our handicapper picks week in and week out, day in and day out. And uh, just really excited to, to join Roto Grinders and Better Collective and you guys to really put this all together and have a good discussion about the NFL from all angles. Yeah, and again, Vegas Insider. Uh, most people go to Vegas Insider for their line. So, hey, Dan, we got a couple things to get to. For the Vegas Insider crowd watching this, maybe they don't know much about Roto-Grinders. Um, it has taken my DFS game to another level. I don't say that because I work for you. I had never tried it before. I called you. I talked to you. You said, I got a job for you. It has been big. It has helped me a ton in DFS. Tons of research. Tons of experts. Absolutely love it. Absolutely happy to be a part of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm pumped to be doing this show here, guys. I mean, this is something that uh, the one thing that I think is very safe to say is that we might not be the best looking podcast there is, but we will for damn sure be the best sounding uh, fantasy sports and betting podcast anywhere. I mean, with these collection of pipes, uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, people will just listen to it just for our voices, let alone the information. But I, I am pumped for this, guys, and uh, and thanks for for both you know, being in on this. And if you're unfamiliar with Roto-Grinders, if you're watching us over there on Vegas Insider, I mean, we're the largest community of daily fantasy sports players in the world. Uh, we created our site before even DraftKings existed. And uh, basically, we were, we're the leader in sports uh, or in, in daily fantasy sports information, providing picks and tools, uh, lineup builders, and uh, basically everything that it takes to be a successful DFS player uh, you can find over at Roto Grinders, and we're going to make your life easier. And that's uh, you know a lot of the same synergies there with Vegas Insider. A lot of people want to bet on games, maybe don't have time to do the research. They go over there and, and get some help. Same thing with DFS. And with so much money out there in daily fantasy, I mean, we had one of our users went no joke, a million dollars. Sorry, a million dollars. Head Shopper, one of the longest running players that I know 
upwards of like eight, nine years, won a million dollars on a $9 entry on FanDuel last week. So uh, definitely check us out if you haven't done so already. And uh, a lot of free stuff and a lot of premium tools as well to help you guys out. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed you say not the best looking podcast. I mean, K-Rodge is a 10. I am an 11. You're obviously bringing us down. Now, we got, we got the sharp side app too. Now, this is kind of cool. Uh, K-Rodge, I don't know if you're uh, familiar with the sharp side app. You can play for free. There are prizes too. So tell them just real quick about the sharp side app because I think that's kind of a, a little crossover too. Yeah, it's a really good thing, Holden, that you have the opportunity to just pick winners. And that's really what it is about, that you can go in week in, week out. I think a lot of people are just trying to find their way as far as, you know, you could be in pools, you could be in all sorts of different things. But really, the Sharp Side app is a, it's a really cool thing between, uh, you know, what, what's going on with Roto Grinders and Sharp Side. It's a free event to join. $10,000 in prizes given away weekly and mid-season winners as a grand prize for the overall leader at the end. You could sign up anytime during the pro football season, and the individual with the most units won will be declared the winner. You can bet on point spreads and totals. So really, it's, it's a fun event that you, know, you don't have to worry about going to your office pool anymore and uh, try to uh, win the prizes there from wherever business you work in that you can join this community. And again, like we, like Dan has talked about Holden and, and you've talked about as well, that this isn't a secret anymore that we can go out and you could talk about this and it's okay to say, Oh, I have money on this game or I like this team. What do you think? And it's not, it have to be a secret anymore. So really that's a good thing with now all this progression with sports gambling, getting legalized in a lot of States. Yeah. We're living in the sports gambling uh, closet for a long time now. Listen, Enough well, of the spiel. Let's I got to piggyback one thing, though. All right. I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's week two. There's no way I can win on that sharp side app contest. T completely not true. I mean, we're basically opening it up to every NFL game, either a point spread or a total. So you got to think of it this way. Like, there's going to be a lot of people who bet a lot of games and lose a lot of games. But if you get hot one week and you go up like 10, 12 units, you can make it up very very quickly and and uh, again weekly prizes on that as well so uh you know unlike like super contest for example if you wanted to get in something like that and you started 0 and 5 it's an uphill battle not so much with the sharp side app so uh definitely check it out download it it's free to play uh for ios and android all right now we got through the spiel and i hope you check everything out um let's start with the game we picked out five games this week uh, something that is fascinating to me i'm checking out the lines k Raj, and I think it was late Sunday night, the Patriots 14 and a half point favorites. And I'm like, oh my God, that's, that's a pretty big line, but I have a feeling it's going to get bet up. Well, I do a, a, a sports betting pod, the Roto-Grinder sports betting pod with a guy by the name of Robert Walker. And he's with us bookmaking. And I said, where did you open? He goes, we open at 17. Well, I'm seeing now 18 and a half, 19. You're down there in Miami. I have a hard time looking at that number. Hasn't Miami one three of four now this is a horrible team three players have asked to be traded allegedly man you're close to the dolphins this team is putrid but man now we're we're looking at 19 points in some places come on man it's a couple ways to look at this holden number one i think you and dan you have followed the nfl for a long time and one of my rules with the nfl is especially after week one that going into week two is almost whatever you saw last week forget about it because <laughs> things change that quickly in the NFL. There's a couple ways to look at this. Were the Dolphins horrible last week? Yes. 
Were the Patriots great last week? Yes, you can't take away either of those facts. But you are throwing Antonio Brown in the mix now, so we'll see how that works. And I do believe Antonio Brown will be a saint going uh, into New England now, that all the Raiders stuff is behind him. I really believe that he will get his act together with Tom Brady, with Bill Belichick. With that being said, you're embarrassed like the Dolphins. You look terrible. And now all of a sudden, you're laying almost three touchdowns on the road in the NFL. Like, think about that. And Tom Brady has not been great in Miami. We all remember what happened last year with the Miami Miracle that the Patriots had that game won. It was in the bag, and the Dolphins have all the laterals at the end and win that. That I'm going to say for this show, a, a pass, but because <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how you could justify laying three touchdowns on the road. I don't know how you justify taking three touchdowns with the Dolphins. That's the biggest problem I have in this game. But also, guys, throw this one note out there. Matt Patricia beat Belichick last year. Mike Vrabel beat Belichick last year at home as an underdog, both of his former assistants. So we'll see with Brian Flores if it's the same thing. I don't know if they'll beat the Patriots. I would be more shocked they're if this gonna was. Beat the Patriots. I'll tell you right now, they're not going to be. Fine, fine. But I will be more shocked if this is a 49-7 game. If this happens again, I got to believe the Dolphins are more competitive. Even if it turns out to be a 34-13 game, if the Patriots busted out late and then still cover, fine. I would really find it hard to believe if the same exact thing happened for the Dolphins again on Sunday. What if it would have stayed at 14 and a half? Because that's where all the sharp money was coming in, right? Yeah. I mean, how do you make an argument for the Dolphins? It's that simple. How do you say, well, they'll be okay. They'll bounce back. <laughs> Their situation stinks. No receivers. Their defense stinks. Lamar Jackson, who everyone criticized before the season as not a great quarterback. He's a good running quarterback. Lit him up. So what's Tom Brady going to do to them? It's just a game. There's 16 games to choose from. You could do better than that one if you're going to bet this week. All right, Dan, if you got any betting uh, takes on this, great. But let's talk about this from a DFS perspective. I'm going to use the DraftKings salaries here. This is a 1 o'clock game on the East Coast. Again, it's hot. Is it hot and humid down there, K-Rodge? Just gross, right? Yeah, the, the hurricane passed through, but yeah. uh, we're back to hot weather now. All right, so here's the deal at quarterback, Dan. You can either go with Brady at 6.4 who doesn't have a great track record recently down there, or you can completely punt the position. Let's say Miami is down by three touchdowns early and Ryan Fitzpatrick's just going to have to throw the whole game. So any interest in either one of these quarterbacks? Yeah, I'm not playing Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, I mean, <laughs> that is not going to happen here in, in this game. And this is incredible line. Like, I can't remember, like, Okay, guys, we got to put our trays up for takeoff. Where's Dad? Oh, he's in the back. We could only get three seats together. Daddy has my pillow. We'll get it later. Can you not put your feet up, please? Why aren't we going? <sighs> we must be in line for takeoff. Like security? Well, that was a different line. I have to go. We just sat down. But I have to go. The seatbelt sign's on. Why aren't we moving? Hey, you no picking. We're just 15th in line for takeoff. Son of a... Don't go there. Go on a real vacation. Go RVing. Learn more at GoRVing.com. Something like this, this early in the season. Like, it's one thing when it's late in the year, teams are, are completely checked out. Uh, this is so one-sided. And Brady, you know, he's viable. There's no question about it. And he's probably got a really high floor in this game. And, and you keep talking about, like, how bad he's been. But just to give you some context, three of his last four games against the Dolphins, he's had 22 DraftKings points or more. Has gone for, at minimum, three TDs in three of those four games. So uh, his recent performances have been pretty good against this team. And 
clearly loaded up with weapons. And, and this is where I think the larger question is, like, if you're playing Brady and you're playing tournaments, you want to pair him up with somebody, and that's the problem. There's not a clear name that you're playing with him to uh, to get those fantasy points because it could be Brown, it could be Edelman, it could be Gordon in the pass-catching game. And then you look to the running back side of things, and maybe the guy we should consider is James White. I mean, you look at one of those matchups last year against the uh, Dolphins. He had uh, eight rushes, 44 yards, a touchdown, and eight receptions, 68 yards, and a touchdown in one matchup. He's 5,100 on a full-point PPR site like DraftKings. That might be the guy we want to consider. But if they're up 30 points, are they going to keep him involved? I'm not sure that they do. And I just don't know that I trust Sony, Sony Michelle right now. So even though the Patriots are going to score a ton, just don't know how many uh, attractive DFS options there are. Yeah, I have no problem with Sony Michelle, uh, especially in cash. I, uh, you had McDaniel come out yesterday and just say, listen, we, run, we ran the ball horribly. And that's something we're going to get on the track. So if you're going to get on track, go do it against Miami. Uh, I love your take on the wide receivers. I think it's going to be tough to figure out who the guy is going to be. Uh, K-Raj and Dan, just from that, we saw Preston Williams get a little bit of work. You guys think he gets a little bit of work and maybe a GPP option? Well, number one, I, I think that the Dolphins with, you know, obviously getting rid of Kenny Stills, that that was, uh, you know, you don't really have a lot of other wide receiver choices down there. I mean, Devontae Parker, you know, who knows? I mean, we saw Preston Williams uh, catch that touchdown before the half against Baltimore on Sunday. But again, now you look at the quarterback position, Holden, and you say, all right, who is going to deliver this? Is it going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick? Is it going to be Josh Rose? We know it's going to be Fitzpatrick this week. And just just on a sidetrack for a second, a lot of people were talking this week about Josh Rosen. Should he be the starter, or at least before the Ravens game, should he start? I think this is the right move by keeping Fitzpatrick in when you're playing the Ravens, the Patriots, the Cowboys, the Chargers the first four weeks. Four playoff teams you have no shot of beating at all. Let Fitzpatrick get killed out there, then put Rosen in when you're playing <laughs> the Redskins, the Giants, the Bills, the Jets, teams like that you have a shot with. Don't, don't, don't kill this guy's confidence already against Baltimore. You put him in in a 59 to 10 game and he gets picked off. Why are you even doing that? Just leave Fitzpatrick in there. Let him play. That's the reason you got him. Let him play these first four. So I think that the Dolphins, as far as receivers, it's just tough to back any of these guys right now. It really yeah, is. And I, you know, I, I think, and this is where the game theory kind of comes into playing tournament tournaments on, on daily fantasy. If you're playing Brady and you team him up, with an Antonio Brown or a Gordon, basically you, you've got to imagine they're going to have a pretty good statistical day. There's nothing wrong with running back guys on the other end, especially when they're as cheap as we have here, because we know the Dolphins are going to be passed. They have to be. Parker last week, seven targets, 75 yards, and he's only 4,100 on DraftKings. Again, this is like the stock market in DFS. We try to find values. These guys aren't necessarily great players, but if they get volume – that's what I care about. And a guy like Parker, especially if Albert Wilson is out this week, I mean, Preston Williams is nice, and he's 3.4K. I guess he's viable if we knew he'd start and play 80% of the snaps. Um, but Parker, as much as I don't think he's a good football player, probably going to get the ball thrown potentially 10 times if they're getting run out of this game, which we're expecting to happen. 
All right, guys. So again, I'll just throw this out at you, Dan. I think a DK, Brady, and White. And if you're running a tournament, if you want to throw one of the pass catchers in there, uh, by all means, go ahead and do that. And then, you know, uh, on FanDuel, I, I am in a minority, I think, that I like Sony Michelle this week because I think that they try to get that going. So those yeah. are my my plays in that. I want to I want to say one thing on Sony too. I think FanDuel is a spot to play him. It's half point PPR. He's under 7K right there. And oh, by the way, Miami allowed 265 rushing yards last game. So that's not good, is it? Not good. All right. Well, here's the second line that I looked at and I couldn't believe it, K-Rod. So Arizona, Baltimore There's another uh, one o'clock game. And this game is in Baltimore and uh, the game totals 47 and a half. That's that's fine. This thing opened. I mean, actually go back just 47 It opened at 41 and a half. It's now at 47. This thing opened at 13 and a half. I mean, Baltimore, 13 and a half point favorite. This is a huge line too. And we saw Lamar Jackson and the Ravens go off on the Dolphins. I mean, is it really, is this, a, what, what is this line? 13 and a half. I'm seeing it 14 some places. This doesn't make sense to me. It's called overreaction. It definitely is that after what we saw with the Ravens beating the Dolphins. Now, here's the big question, though. It, well, it, it goes twofold, Holden. Number one, Lamar Jackson's not throwing five touchdowns again this week. I think it's pretty clear to say. But Kyler Murray, we saw two sides of him. We <laughs> saw him stink the first three quarters, but then be great in the fourth quarter and in overtime against Detroit on Sunday in the tie against the Lions, where, hey, I don't care if it's the Lions. You still were down 18 points. You came back. You forced overtime, took the lead in overtime, and then Detroit kicked the field goal, and then the time just ran out. But I'll give you this number on the Ravens. Since 2011, Baltimore 2-8 and eight against the spread. Last 10 is a double-digit favorite. Now, one of those covers came against the Raiders last year, and that was Lamar Jackson's either first or second start. And that was a close game until Baltimore scored a few touchdowns in the fourth quarter to cover. But when I look at Arizona, obviously the concern is they're facing a very good Baltimore defense here, and you're going out east. I know people want to talk about the west to east, but also, okay, I know it's a bad comparison. The Rams went west to east and beat Carolina. I know the Rams and Cardinals aren't in the same boat. But uh, still, I think Arizona has some confidence now going out east uh, after coming back against Detroit. And the Ravens are on top of the world. They scored 59 points. They had 600 yards of offense. Now you go from a seven-point favorite to a two-touchdown favorite. And really, is Arizona better than Miami? I mean, at this point, you could say the Cardinals are slightly better. That's not saying much, but it's just, I feel like, a total overreaction here. Well, let's also not forget that Jimmy Smith has an, an MCL sprain. So you're talking about a big injury for the Ravens and a team that likes to, at least for week one, likes to go deep, love the air yards. I mean, you talk about air yards, Dan. David Johnson. He, he was one of the leaders all week, a running back. So let's talk about it from a DFS perspective. Um, this, I think this is a big loss for the Ravens. They will be able to compensate with Jimmy Smith. That being said, second half for Kyler Murray was terrific. They run four wide. We know who they're going with. They, Fitzgerald went absolutely bananas. Uh, Christian Kirk. Uh, flirty, I think flirting with 10 uh, targets in that game. Keyshawn Johnson, Bird, they're going four wide. I, To tell you the truth, I thought that Larry Fitzgerald have a good game. I didn't think he would blow up like he did last week. What do you think about the wide receiving core now for the Cardinals with Jimmy Smith probably out? And then on the other side, I'm looking at Kyler Murray too. 
Yeah, this is one of the more stackable games out there. And what we mean by that is, again, trying to get both sides of the action here when you build your lineup. So you've got, you know, uh, this corollary effect. And it's a 46 and a half, not the biggest total. But I also think it's a game where you've got Lamar Jackson, who, yeah, maybe he's not going to throw five touchdowns, but maybe he'll actually run for, I don't know, 30 yards like he seemingly did every single week last year. They didn't need him to run at all. And those are a ton of fantasy points out there. I think he's extremely viable again this week because Arizona uh, played at the quickest pace last week in terms of how quick they got their snaps off uh, per the um, per, per the clock. And that's a huge advantage. That's a huge pace up spot here for the Ravens. So uh, I do think he is viable. The receivers from their end, I don't think I want to touch him yet. The one guy I'm looking at, though, Mark Andrews, he was a huge target uh, monster last season when Lamar Jackson was playing, and we saw it again in uh, in week one. He's only 3.8K over on DraftKings. Now, if you run it back, for me, Kyler Murray, I definitely can't play him on FanDuel. He's only $100 more than Gardner Minshew over on FanDuel today. So um, I'm not, not going to do that. Uh, on DK, again, just tough to kind of play him in this spot. But what I'd rather do is play some Lamar and run it back with some of these cheap wide receivers, because you got Fitzgerald under 5K on DraftKings, you got Kirk 4.5K on DraftKings, and this is the week that uh, Michael Crabtree is going to return, and he's going to be active. He's only 3.3K. He's going to be a starter. And then you mentioned a deep sleeper, Keyshawn Johnson, 10 targets last week. Again, almost stone minimum on DraftKings and FanDuel. I'm off of David Johnson this week. I think it's a terrible spot versus the Ravens. Now they did get a, a couple extra possessions in overtime, but again. You know, the Cardinals looking good um, offensively in the second half. And Kyler Murray had to get to – he was rusty or he had jitters or whatever the hell it was. He was horrible in the first half. He was good in the second half. So uh, let's move on to the third game that's on our list here. We got the Steelers and Seattle in Pittsburgh. Um, the Steelers completely laid an egg in, in New England. That's That happens. You know, the Bengals gave the Seahawks a little bit of – a little bit of run. And when we get to the DFS side of this, Dan, I think we're going to talk about Chris Carson quite a bit. Um, this is a team that likes to run the football a lot. I thought that the, the Steelers defense would be uh, a lot better than they were in week one. So Kevin, looking at you here, this opened at four. It's been bet down uh, Pittsburgh minus three and a half. The uh, over under is 46 and a half as it stands right now. So I got to tell you, I don't have a great read on the Steelers because I'm not going to overreact to them. I thought that they had a pretty good defense. Uh, and on the other side, you know, Seattle's defense, you bring in Clowney. Wow. I mean, that, that really changes things on their side. What do you think about this line? Yeah, a couple of things on this hold. And number one, it goes back to, are we going to overreact to what uh, the Seahawks did from two standpoints? They didn't run the ball well and Andy Dalton threw for 420 yards. So you say to yourself, <laughs> which one is it? But at the same time, these two teams combined for 10 points in the second half. So the Bengals had that long touchdown pass to John Ross before the half. And then Russell Wilson, the long touchdown pass in the second half to put them in front. So you say, you, you know, what do we know that, uh, are we going to see Ben Roethlisberger throw for 400 yards this week or not? Cause Andy Dalton did it. I mean, if Andy Dalton can do something, anybody can do it. It feels like, but uh, when you look at some of the numbers here from an ATS standpoint and uh, some betting numbers, Pittsburgh, has won seven of their past eight at home against NFC opponents. Hmm. So I don't know if Mike Tomlin gets his teams ready for that or not. 
Now, remember last year, even though it was a tie in week one against Cleveland, they came back home. They were laying points to Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, and the Chiefs ran them at Heinz Field. So you hope that's not the case again after a non-win in week one. But I'll give you this number, guys, with Seattle. Their last five road openers, 0-5. So the Seahawks, they may win at home, but on the road in September, not so great. An 0-5 ATS, their last five in week two. So a couple things there that the Seahawks maybe now, I talked about that with Arizona going east. You wonder what Seattle going east now. You remember last year, the Monday night against Chicago, where they didn't play very well and they lost that game. So the Seahawks in September early on the road, really not a great spot for them. But for Pittsburgh, you know, you say the same thing. They looked like crap and they played New England. So at least they get a pass as opposed to, the Dolphins, let's just say, or some other teams. The Falcons didn't play well. Some of these other teams didn't play well. But the Pittsburgh Steelers played the New England Patriots in week one. Granted, they went last season without Le'Veon Bell, so that's not an excuse. It's their first time playing with Antonio Brown. They still have receivers. It's not like Ben has nobody to throw to. But I think the Steelers, we could maybe give a pass depending on what happens this week. Dan, from a DFS perspective, I mean, uh, it's, it's about the run game with Seattle. Now, if they fall behind, Russell Wilson can gun it. We saw DK Metcalf really burst onto the scene in that game. He was the number one receiver. Uh, Tyler Lockett caught a touchdown a little bit later, but DK Metcalf is a star in waiting. And I, and I watch him in college and you see him through one game, very small sample. I love this kid. Uh, I'm not sure whether or not to trust him. I, in, a, in this game here, Chris Carson, James Conner, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, don't forget about the toe injury. So we got to look at that as the week goes on. But talk to me about the quarterbacks to begin with and then some of the other guys that you would be targeting at least early in the week. Yeah, uh, I real quick on the betting side of things, I love Pittsburgh here. I think that East or that West to East one o'clock start is a real thing here. And, and I think Kevin made some great points on why Pittsburgh looks like a great bet. Um, and I, I think it's a bounce-back spot. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger historically has been a much better quarterback at home than he has been on the road. And uh, I'm not ignoring the fact that Andy Dalton threw for 400 yards for the first time in his career last week. And uh, as long as Juju Smith-Schuster is healthy, I think Ben to Juju is an, just an awesome stack. I mean, I think there's two touchdowns between those two guys, uh, and obviously Ben could find some uh with some of his other pass catchers so uh, I like that that angle in this game the wide receivers the other guys I mean you you look at the snap counts from week one and uh it was Moncrief 60 snaps to Washington's 35 so if you want to add a third option into your your stacks on the the Pittsburgh side it's got to be Moncrief there Vance McDonald or uh yeah uh, Vance McDonald not particularly effective last week and a really tough matchup here as well. Running backs in this one, James Conner, only 44% of snaps last week. But when he was in, 82% of those he had opportunity. That's via PFF. So when he was in there, the guy was getting the ball. Just wasn't in there all that much. Considering how lousy they looked last week, I think they might pay a little bit more attention. So I've won a lot of money with the old onslaught stack where you play running back wide receiver mm -hmm. uh, and uh, quarterback. Uh, but that was with Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and Ben Roethlisberger. But I think there's a chance we can do it this week here against Seattle. I think Pittsburgh shows up and plays well. All right, let me do my best Dante Moncrief impression. You see this, pen? 
That was him last week. Just, I mean, he can't catch the damn ball. Now it was one week, okay, hey. at three drops. And he is not Nook Hopkins. Though. Don't bring up that Hopkins dropped three balls and it came back. I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting for James Washington to explode. I, I don't I don't know. The thing about Moncrief that I do love is he's got a great touchdown celebration, the way that he strums that yeah. uh, uh, that guitar with such swag. So uh, I, I like him from that side of it. And real quick, Kevin, what do you think about the over-under 46 and a half right now? I mean, when you look at Seattle, you wonder if they're going to get back to the run game, try to milk clock in this one. And for Pittsburgh, the offense can only go up from here. That uh, after facing New England, where, I mean, look, the Patriots shut down the Rams in the Super Bowl. And then, you know, you saw the two weeks before that, the Chiefs lit them up. So you kind of wonder which Patriots defense that you're getting uh, in this game. But uh the thing with Pittsburgh is we saw them several times last year, Holden totally blow up. And I mentioned that NFC trend Atlanta and Carolina, they lit both those teams up last year. And, and I know that Mike Tom was not game planning differently for NFC teams, but it just seems like a trend there that, you know, you could see maybe uh, Pittsburgh scoring four touchdowns in this game and maybe they get to 30 points. Maybe they win this thing 30 to 20 and barely go over the total. Dan, real quick. You like this to go over or under? Uh, I think it's an overspot um, just because I think it's a situation where the Seahawks are going to be coming from behind. I mean, if they get ahead in this game, they're going to grind it out with Carson. And he's still viable for DFS, especially on DraftKings. But uh, I think Pittsburgh gets ahead, and I think we see more throws. And and I think it's a reverse of last week where we saw Metcalf go off. I think Lockett's the guy that I want this week for Seattle. All right, very good, guys. Let's go on to game number four here. It's going to be the Bears at Denver. Uh, a couple of teams that struggled in week one. I mean, Denver last night, my goodness, as we take this on Tuesday, Denver was horrible in the red zone. Um, I don't think they got Royce Freeman involved enough early in this game. Defensively, Isaac Yadam got toasted. This team is going to win with defense and running the ball. I mean, Vic Fangio has said that, and they really didn't do either one of them very well in week one. Now they do go home. They got a hell of a home field advantage. For Chicago, which Trubisky are you getting? You know, uh, which one? Are we getting good Trubisky or are we getting bad Trubisky? Who the hell knows in this game, K-Rodge? But I'm looking at the line right now. Uh, it opened as Denver is a one-point favorite. It bet up between two and a half and two. And the game total is a 40 and a half. So maybe you could talk about both of those, both these teams coming off of rough ones. And I also want to mention this, Dan, when we get to you. Nagy has not figured out his running back rotation yet. And he admitted, he said he's going to work David Montgomery in. So I think it's going to be tough to predict the Bears backfield. But K-Raj, to you, this line, this game total, and these two teams, which, you know, offensively, I think there's a lot of room to grow. Do we call this the Jay Cutler Bowl by chance? Sure. <laughs> I like uh it. So a couple numbers here, guys. Uh, number one for Vic Bangio, who uh, I think likes the field goal. You know, I think we saw that uh, Monday night. Uh, it's almost like a Tony Sperano, rest in peace, that he's, uh, he's a guy that loves the field goal. Just get points on the board. But, but in all seriousness, Vic Bangio facing his former team, so you know there's got to be something there with that uh, in week two. Denver, since 2013, guys, 12-0 and 0 at home in September. And understandably, they've had a lot of different quarterbacks, you know, and, and we've, we've seen the, the merry-go-round there, and that started with Peyton Manning years ago. But still, they're very good at home. We know usually, but in September, it's almost like an automatic win. That in the last few years, not last year, but two years ago, they beat Dallas at home in week two. 
also before that to beat Carolina. Remember in the Super Bowl rematch, they beat them in week one that Thursday night as an underdog. So they feel good being back at home and granted the short week, but not a lot of travel coming from Oakland to Denver. And you look at Chicago's side of things that, yes, they've had some extra days now since playing on the Thursday night and losing that game to Green Bay, like you talked about. Flip a coin. Which Mitchell Trubisky are you getting? Are you getting the one that showed promise last year? Or are you getting the one that played Thursday night against Green Bay? And I just think that this is going to be a tough spot for the Bears going out to Denver, going to the altitude where the Broncos, you know, and again, you, you know, you say you're getting the good or bad Mitchell Trubisky, you're getting the good or bad Joe Flacco in this game as well. But the Broncos, I just think coming back home and you know what? I think that was a bad spot against Oakland. I really do. That after all the stuff with the Raiders and a deal with Antonio Brown, you had to think that they were going to be focused now that he was gone. And you're going to the black hole week one, 730 Pacific game. That's an awkward time. I just think that Denver coming back home, I think they'll be more comfortable and playing a Chicago team that won their division last year with their head coach facing the team that he was defensive coordinator for four years. I think that Denver could be worth a look here. Wow. If Chicago loses this game, the sky is going to be falling up there. My goodness. They were all over Nagy after week one. Imagine if they start 0-2. So from a DFS perspective, obviously a low game total uh, here. Jacobs didn't average. It was just under four yards. I want to say 3.7 yards, but they did give up a couple of touchdowns uh, to Jacobs in week one. Trubisky and Flacco, I have absolutely no interest in there. You know, the guy, the two guys I'm interested in from the Denver side, and they're really cheaply priced. You're going to have to pick one of the two, though. Emmanuel Sanders, 4-7. Cortland Sutton, 4-2. I mean, they, you're really opening up some spots if one of those two guys can go off. Yeah, I blame myself for not vetoing this game because it's awful. Um, I mean, for DFS side of things, we had Oakland, Kansas City. We had New Orleans Rams. And, and no, I, I said, yeah, we'll, we'll go Chicago, Denver. Uh, this game's terrible. <laughs> Absolutely awful. The one play on Chicago's side that I'm looking at it, on DraftKings in particular, full, full point PPR, is Tariq Cohen. Uh, he's 4.5K over there, kind of like James White, except he didn't run the ball at all week one. But 10 targets, eight receptions. Now think of this. If he does that again, it's eight fantasy points before you count a single yard. So uh, there wasn't a ton of catches coming out of the backfield week one. So it does concern me a little bit, but uh, I think the price is right on him. That's the format we want on the Denver side of things. Again, I don't think I want to touch any offensive players versus this defense. If I had to pick one, it would be Sutton. I think he's the best wide receiver they have of the group, but I don't want to do it. Instead, we will focus on team defense, defense. which is something that we need to play in DFS. So uh, I think both of these teams are extremely viable. Broncos look really cheap at 2.7 mm. at home against Trubisky, who definitely can turn it over. And the Bears, they're the highest priced team on the board, but I think for good reason. Again, not a lot of uh, explosive players here on the Denver side. So uh, if you want to get really cute, you can play Tariq Cohen. Play the Bears D, hope he returns a punt for a touchdown, and you get the double dip points. So uh, those are my plays in that game. Yeah, we should have done New Orleans in the Rams. We should have. That Maybe was a complete failure. We're, we're rusty. It's week one for us. So. Yeah, it is. Even though it's week two, it's week one for us because the hurricane was down there in, in Florida. Wonderful. Do you guys have any pythons or anything else wash up on your <laughs> – I mean, Florida, man. It's a lot going on down there. 
Um, the other game we're going to get to here is Titans Colts. I, I do think this is a really, really interesting game. Um, it's a, it's a three point spread. Tennessee is favored at home after just a miraculous defensive offensive. I mean, Derek Henry was spectacular. Marcus Mariota was spectacular. AJ Brown was terrific. I mean, all these guys just went off for them. Game totals 44 It opened at 44. I've seen it 44 and a half, maybe 45 in a couple places. So K Raj, uh, let's start with you here from the betting angle. Um, Jacoby Brissett looked competent. Uh, I would say at the very least, uh, Marlon Mack, they've got a run game. Maybe they could continue to go with that. Tennessee's run game was really good. Uh, you got two teams that know each other pretty well. Give me your thoughts. Well, a couple things. I think, Holden, this is by far one of the toughest games of the week on the board. Uh, you have Tennessee, as you mentioned, a field goal favorite against Indianapolis. And we saw what the Titans did to the Browns. And, and you know, going into that game last week, Tennessee, for all the perception around Cleveland with Baker Mayfield, Nodell Beckham Jr., that Tennessee still had a better record than Cleveland last year. And the Browns were laying five and a half. So you saw what the perception of Tennessee destroyed them. Uh, in Cleveland, where they intercepted Mayfield three times. Mariota had three touchdown passes. Then you look at the Colts, where that was a nice comeback. I mean, that's a Charger team that people are talking about that can't compete to win the AFC. We saw what they did last year, getting to the second round of the playoffs. And the Colts, without Andrew Luck, they dug out of that hole behind Jacoby Brissett and forced overtime before losing. Now, look at some of the numbers from at least the history of this that the Colts have had a lot of success with Tennessee. They've swept mm. them four of the past five seasons. However, though, the one year that Tennessee actually swept the Colts, which was two years ago, no Andrew Luck in those two games. Jacoby Brissett played in both those games, and the Titans beat them in both those games. Now, I don't know if you guys remember this, but the Monday night game, that was the Derrick Henry long touchdown run, and the Titans were laying seven in that game. And if the Titans just sat on the ball, then they would have pushed it. And he had that long touchdown run, which was unnecessary. And they won that game by 14. And then <laughs> Tennessee ends up winning the game in Indianapolis later on. So Percet's numbers weren't very good against Tennessee. And granted, that was two years ago. Now, one point on the Titans from last year. Now, all we can really do is say this under Mike Vrabel, since now it's his second year. They were one and two against the number last year as a home favorite. Now, granted, two of those were as double-digit favorites. So that one you got to kind of put to the side when you have a three-point favorite here. But, again, it goes to Tennessee, a road underdog. I don't want to say shock the world, but a nice impressive win that people noticed. Now you're a home favorite. All of a sudden, no, Tennessee is a pretty good team. The Colts don't have Andrew Luck anymore. They just lost. That this maybe can look at the points here with the Colts just because Tennessee, you know, on top, they can't be any better than they were last week. It can only really go downhill for the Titans. Well, let me ask you this then Do you buy the Titans' defense? Do you buy Derrick Henry continue to do what he did? I think last week, what we saw with, uh, with Indianapolis was Austin Eckler doing a lot of damage in the passing game. Um, personally, you know, I, I think. It'll, it'll just be interesting. So the Tennessee defense, your thoughts on them. And, you know, Derrick Henry, I just think, is a terrific back finally getting his, his due. 
Oh, absolutely. And there's no disputing what Derrick Henry can be. And I think for Tennessee, and I guess you guys see it with fantasy for years, you're always afraid to back Tennessee running backs and receivers because you don't know who's going to get the ball. And you don't really have a lot of talent, it seems like, out there. They had DeMarco Murray a few years ago, and he wasn't the same guy. And you don't know what Mariota's going to be week in, week out. That he'll have three touchdowns last week. And then this week, he may throw for 150 yards. You don't, Tennessee's probably the most frustrating fantasy team I'm sure in the entire NFL because of what they have. But again, that defense helped carry them. And now you're asking the defense to produce another interception return, another safety. That's kind of where I say, I don't think it's going to happen again. But also what scares me with the Colts is Brissett's lack of success against Tennessee. Granted, it's only two games, but there still is talent on the Colts offense with Mack, like you mentioned, with Hilton. They still have guys out there for Brissett to go to. So, Again, it's a really tough game to handicap, but I would say just to go against Tennessee just based on perception. Yeah, I have I, I can't even compare Jacoby Brissett two years ago to this year, though. He's a completely different quarterback. He looked a lot more poised. He looked accurate, and it seems like the team is completely buying into him. He's got a better team around him. Dan, uh, neither one of these quarterbacks interests me in DFS, even in GPPs. wonder what your thoughts are there. Uh, both running backs are interesting. I think Derrick Henry has a chance uh, to have a blow-up spot. Marlon Mack against that defense. I wonder if he can rack up the type of numbers that he had last week or maybe even just be above average this week. So quarterback, running back, wide receiver. Where are you, where are you going there? Yeah, um, start out on the betting side. I'm, a, I'm on the opposite angle. I like the Titans here. Uh, I think one thing you're not bringing into account from last year's matchup is Blaine Gabbert was a part of both of those games for Tennessee. That guy stinks. He is the worst. So he is out of the mix. So you, you go from Andrew Luck to Jacoby Brissett and then uh, Blaine Gabbert to Marcus Mariota. That's a huge upgrade for the Titans. And if you look at some of those numbers too, you know, they were getting blown out in those games, the Titans were. But the rushing yards for Henry, 5.1 and 5.8 yards per carry in those games. So they ran the ball well when they did it, but it just didn't work with the game flow because they were trailing by so much. So I think if they establish the run, yeah, I know not supposed to be doing that everybody loves the past but if they do it um you know that Derrick Henry has proven over the end of last season the beginning of this year already is he's their key to winning is just feeding that guy the ball and not getting too cute I think they figured that out at the end of last season so he's the sixth most expensive running back on on FanDuel which is a big big price to pay 15th though on DraftKings and by the way DraftKings hates the Titans this week every single Titan is priced down um like Mariota on FanDuel you're not playing him Goff is 200 bucks more you're playing Goff but on DraftKings he's only 5k that is an extremely playable salary for a guy at home uh especially looking at what Phil Rivers did against this defense a week ago now the targets for them Delaney Walker two touchdowns last week he's only 3,500 on DraftKings uh I don't think I'm going with the pass catchers because I don't know if it's Davis I don't know if it's Brown Maybe Humphreys gets more look this this week. So um, if there's one to pick, it would probably be Davis because I don't see him bageling two games in a row. Quickly, on the Colts side of things, I'm not really playing Brissett. The one place you could look is FanDuel because he's only 6K over there. He's actually the top price per dollar option on our lineup HQ tool. Uh, that doesn't mean you play him, but it means that he's really cheap for his fantasy output. Um, and then the other news that we need to take a look at is – um, we're going to be without Devin Funches. He's out. So that means somebody else is going to move up 
the uh, pecking order, and it's probably Deion Kane, who is stone minimum on FanDuel and DraftKings, but uh, I have a hard time thinking Deion Kane is winning anybody a million bucks this week. So. Well, I'll just say this about Deion Kane, because Andrew Luck was obviously the starter for a long time. He didn't practice very much, but Brissett and Deion Kane had a nice little connection there in the preseason. Um, so I, I disagree with you on that. I don't know if he's in a blow-up spot. I could... I could see him scoring a touchdown, get four or five catches. I like Deion Kane. He's min salary. So, like, if you want to star and scrub up your lineup, then you can play Deion Kane. But I don't really – like, you're not stacking him, I think, with Brissett. If you do that, I don't even know if you'd have enough salary to spend. So, you know, I just think that the problem is just as a one-off, you're totally relying on that big home run touchdown. And I just don't know if – there's going to be enough volume for him, especially with the way the Titans want to play. Like they want to grind it out. They want to play slow last week against uh, San Diego. That's a team happy to chuck it around. When Austin Eckler is one of your best pass catchers, you're going to be throwing a lot. I don't think we see that this week in this game. Yeah. I'm a, I, this is going to be an interesting one. I don't think that it's going to be highlighted by too many people, but you know, the Derrick Henry angle, personally, I think he's going to be a core play on DK. I wouldn't be surprised if your, guy go out, your guys go out and throw him in as a core play. So, hey, K-Rodge, anything else you want to talk about here before we get out of here? We did our, we did our five games. Probably should have done the, Raven, or the, uh, the Rams and, the, and the, uh, the Saints, but that's all right. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get up there next week. I'll take 40% of the blame, Dan. Because I should have, I should have corrected it. Just Robert Woods led the Rams and targets last week. K. Rog, anything else you want to add here? Maybe a little yeah. Vegas Insider plug. Well, uh, yes, Vegas Insider. You can check out our plays for uh, for college football, for the NFL, for Major League Baseball every single day with our handicappers, and check out our live odds as well. And also, just a quick promotion. I guess you're giving me the the opportunity. We just started a podcast too. The Bet and Collect podcast is released twice a week. We just put it out Tuesdays and Fridays. So that uh, is available. You can check it out at VegasInsider.com. And also, I cannot wait until this Browns-Jets game on Monday night. I cannot wait to see Adam Gase go 0-2 at home. You're being serious too, right? You know what? I'll, I'll tell you this, Holden. I had last week, okay, guys? I went one and two on the, I went one and two on Sunday. I had the Raiders on Monday. I had the Packers last Thursday. I went one and two. My winner was the 49ers. My losers, the Jets and the Lions. Thanks a lot, guys. Up 16-0, up 24-6. And I understand that you're backing teams that aren't playoff teams as favorites. I don't care. You don't blow a 16-0 lead to the Bills. You don't blow a 24-6 lead to a rookie head coach or rookie quarterback on the road. I don't care. So a little bitter about that, but I'll still take the three and two weeks. Hey, K-Raj, can, can you quick shed some insight because this was, you know, I've been learning more and more about Vegas Insider over the last, you know, three, four months about like how your guarantee plays work there. Because I think a lot of people don't understand, you know, how you guys actually deliver picks, which I think is pretty cool. Okay. The, it, honestly, Dan, guarantee picks are very simple. It's one pick per day in that sport. So if it's the NFL, let's just say on a Sunday, if you have one pick and it could be any time, it could be one o'clock game, four o'clock or the primetime game that let's say me, I, I released Detroit this past week, okay, as the guarantee. Now, if you buy the guarantee pick and it wins, it's $49.95 per NFL. If you buy the guarantee pick and it wins, you get charged a $49.95. If it loses, you get charged 
zero. You get charged nothing. So it's basically a, we guarantee you're going to win. So it's as simple as that. If you lose the pick, you don't have to pay a cent for it. So that's the good thing about it. You, we also have the daily pick packages as well that some handicappers may put nine picks in. Some may put two picks in. And you get all those picks for, I believe it's $29.95 uh, for NFL. But the guarantee picks, it's just one game. That's it. And if we win it, then you pay. If you lose, then you pay nothing. So that's the way it works. That's great stuff. I like that. Forty nine ninety five too. We'll round it up to fifty. That's pretty damn good. That's pretty damn good. I mean, Walmart <laughs> pricing always. Come on. Guys. Yeah, I love it. I love it. How about you, Dan? You got any final thoughts? Yeah, just I hope everybody checks out the Sharp Side app. Get in that uh, handicapping challenge that we have going on. It's a ton of fun. Easy to do. Uh, again, um, just swiping your picks, free to play. And then RotoGrinders.com. Again, we've got our premium content. You can try it for a week, or you can do it for a week. You can do it for the entire season. Uh, all I know is there's a lot of money to be won uh, playing DFS. I know there's a lot of people on Vegas Insider who've heard of it, maybe haven't tried it, but the wonderful thing is it's peer versus peer. So again, if you put in more work than the people you're playing, you can be more successful. So that's what we try and help you guys do. So uh, check it out over at rotogrinders.com. I can't wait till we just merge everything together and have the props. You know, props get huge. It's like, all right, who's going to over under yards in this game and it's going to get big. It's, I want It's going to happen. It's going to yeah. get some props over on Vegas insider. That's uh, that's my goal here, Kevin. We need to make I want a, I want a guaranteed pick. All right. I want a guaranteed pick on what was the, what was the game we did bears in Denver guaranteed pick on Emmanuel Sanders receiving yards. I'll fade it. I will not do it. I just want to see it. It'll be kind of funny. Hey, uh, Kevin, great stuff there, buddy. Real quick. How do they follow you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at VI Rogers, R-O-G-E-R-S. You find me right there. And also Vegas Insider's Twitter handle is TwitVI. Dan? Uh, Dan underscore Bach. You spell it incorrectly. B-A-C-K, of course, at Roto Grinders and uh, Sirius XM on Monday through Friday, 1 to 2, and Sunday morning, 9 Eastern. You can catch me uh, doing some radio. Yep, you can follow me on Twitter at Holden Radio. And basically, I just throw out a whole bunch of NFL news that you might've missed. So lines and lineups week number two, it's in. We'll be back with you next week as well. Hope you enjoyed the show. Adios guys. Great working with both of you. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks.